on last week's Irrevelations. Israelites and the Judeans go to war with each other, and the Israelites have Syria backing them up. Jew on Jew murder, fine. Jew on Jew slaves, that's no fun. And it says they put a hook in his nose. So that's where that awful anti-Semitic stereotype comes from. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth the Lord of God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah, who is among you of all his people. May the Lord his God be with him and let him go up. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say this. I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Uh, Let's talk about something that I think we neglected, and unfortunately is neglected across the globe. Uh, It was International Men's Day? Oh, the the opposite. Was that the 19th or the 11th? Some day. I don't know. Yeah, it was. That's how little I I give a shit. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. International Men's Day. Hump Day, because men always skin their humps. So this is our International Men's Day episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the the, uh, the the issues affecting men. Starting with my new favorite guy. Uh, I'm going to look him up because his name's fucking crazy. Is it oh, good. Alex? This is, a, this is the perfect time to look him up. <laughs> Alex Manassian? Man- Manassian? The... Uh, Oh, yeah, that rich guy that plays poker and tried to shoot the Vegas shooter? <laughs> Close. Uh, oh. um, like that hero, uh, he drove a van into a group of people in Canada. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the re- I, I just, I, I thought, he's super interesting, and a lot of people are really angry at him, which, I, I you know, you'd think driving a van into a bunch of people would already put you on people's shit list, but apparently he's uh, claiming not criminally... I want to use the exact words, but basically he's saying that he's incompetent to stand trial or not criminally responsible for his spree killing where he drove a van and a bunch of people okay. because he's because his mommy says he has Asperger's. Oh, that's fair. And I guess the question is, does Asperger's make you capable of just killing people and not realize? Because to, to be criminally... Uh, to be not criminally responsible, to be adjudicated of it, yeah, you would have to prove that due to your mental, I guess, incompetence or just inability, that you are incapable of understanding right from wrong and are essentially just a, a sociopath who's also stupid. Is that what people with Asperger's are like? Is that... If I was the prosecutor... Yeah. All right. I would go in there and I would be like, let's try something. And I would get like some really good food and put it on one table. I would okay. make him really hungry first. Okay. <laughs> and then on the other table, I would put a toy train. And when he inevitably <laughs> goes to the food, I'm like, I rest my case. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, what I would, yeah, yeah, you just have a pile of sausage links and then a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And whichever yeah, one yeah. he goes for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I this is Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Canada. Their law is way more whimsical than ours. You can do things like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's an interesting it's an interesting case, and I wonder what precedent will set. That uh, it's like sons, uh, it's like your honor, your honor. This kid's fucking weird. There's no way he could be held responsible. Because <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, the the other the other I, I, it goes a lot deeper, and it, it kind of touches on a subject we're very fond of incels. Yes, um, we love them. <laughs> but it's like they're bringing up like his chat history and things like forums he's been on, and he's like talking about how Elliot Rogers was a hero. And, uh, like, you know, how much he loves incel killers and how much he looks up to them and how he's going to show. Because apparently, and their definition of Asperger's is that he has trouble reading nonverbal cues. Yeah. You know, or understanding subtlety, which, fair, you know. uh, I know a lot of fucking awkward people who, I guess, may be on the spectrum or whatever, but. Sure, yes. I don't know. I guess now I'm going to keep them at fucking arm's length, you know. If they they start reaching, if they start going through their pocket, I'm going to shoot. Yeah. 
Arm's length? No, gunpoint, my friend. This is this is Florida, and if I have to stand my ground to an army of autists, I'll do it. I don't doubt it. I'll be at uh I'll be at one of those fucking escape rooms just just just, just surrounded by them. <laughs> this is a good movie, actually. <laughs> We should we should actually do make that horror movie where it's just an escape room filled with autists and they're just struggling with basic instructions and uh, what they, this they is hear, sounds really ableist actually the, this the, is getting the, fucked up and the hero of the story is the just the instructor who's like going over the instructions over and over again they're like we're gonna pry open this fucking light socket and he's like no try, that is part of the set you have these basic clues You're like guys I think I can smell a mystery they're like no no and then they descend on him like zombies yeah well once I, you're uh, once your neurotypical uh, inspired rant is over and you stop <laughs> hating on the neurodivergent, right? we right. can get back to the podcast, but I'm not going <laughs> to engage with you. <laughs> well, I think it's, just, it's an interesting court case. I'm not making these claims, Grant. That's what... That's what we're going to find That's out true. in a court of law. We're going to well, find out. Again, it's Canadian, so we're gonna, no, we're not going to find we're out We're going to find out in Canada. They're going to set court precedents on whether we can trust autistic people to not the, drive the vans is, into crowds of people and, and be responsible for it. The ruling is going to be like a new moose-centric moose holiday we're going to have. Oh, here, up here. Oh, hey. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, oh, you can make fun of autistic people <laughs> all you want, and I make one poignant canadian joke right and it all blows up in my face that is how it works um the other thing the other thing i wanted to talk about because i saw something uh, super super interesting in the news and i sent you the article did you have a chance to read about the german cannibal that they just caught i opened it okay <laughs> well I, i'll sum it up because it also it, it, some of these things they peak my brain you know but yeah. uh they found a gnawed fleshless human leg bone in a park okay that they tied down to a 41-year-old lineman, I guess people that work power lines, power lines. Yeah, that's yeah, or Not football like players. Not like an NFL football player lineman, yeah. just a just a normal run of the mill poor person. Um, sure. German too. <laughs> and I guess I guess they he'd been meeting on some German form of grinder with a math teacher who ate him. Okay. Uh, but it brought up an interesting question that I want to talk about. Uh, one of the things I want to highlight, you know, because men do suffer mental illness. We're not treated the same way. Well, blah, this is blah, a blah, German thing. Shelters. This isn't a man thing. Let's get right. one thing straight. Well, I think uh, apparently across the board, cannibalism of all, you know, because we, we can talk about how women are disproportionately affected by domestic abuse. And that's fair. You yeah. Know, and breast cancer. But let's talk and about the men. Cops. Let's talk about the men for an instance. Yeah. Uh, men disproportionately suffer cannibalism over women, and it's a fucking scary well, world we all live in. Okay, slow down, because men also disproportionately suffer violence, but it's because men do violence to other men. So is this the same scenario? It's yeah, all it's the all men that, doing it's the all that, eating. It's all that men on men crime. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's men doing the eating too, right? Right, right, right. We're just yeah. keeping it in the family, so to speak. <laughs> Oh, I guess so. You're saying it comes out to a, a a net neutral. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing it, we should be the ones getting eaten because otherwise, that's fucked up. <laughs> I guess I guess that's fair. But uh, this you is know, all cannibal ethics 101. Cool. I mean, also, also from the point of view, those poor cannibals because they probably want a nice woman to eat, but women are much more terrified of just meeting men in uh, bathrooms at the train yard than men are. Oh, so, it, you know, I, I, I guess my point was that apparently for cannibals, they love to prey on gay websites and be like, oh, yeah, I'll suck your cock right now. Beat me in the shipyard in a dark yeah. alleyway. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's si- sign they me up. a lot more and than then, suck on it. And, huh? then, and then they become a tasty snack. They're like that. Really... Uh, they're like the Tootsie Pop owl. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just um... <laughs> one lick. <laughs> God, I can never stop myself. Let's uh, let's also make a movie. Uh, let's make a horror movie about uh, just people generally dealing with people with Aspergers, and then make another movie about no. a, like from the point of view of a sympathetic cannibal who's just trying to uh, eat people, but he's got to like go. The, there's that Netflix movie with uh, Drew Barrymore or show. Oh, that's what. Where I she think that's, eats but that's that's Hollywood bullshit. I don't think women uh, okay. make a so lot. He want a snuff film. I, I think it'd be hard <laughs> for a woman to. I, I think it'd be hard for a woman to be a cannibal because you got to overpower people and they're. Well, Timothy Oliphant does her heavy lifting. 
Oh, well, I have to watch a show then. I guess I guess you need a team. And it's still, still, yeah. men rely, uh, women relying on men. Happy International Men's Day. Uh, they yeah. can't do it on their own. Uh, they need a good, strong man to do the hitting with the shovel and stuff. Yeah, I'll endorse that. But, uh, but yes, apparently uh, uh, men are disproportionately cannibals and also disproportionately the victim of cannibals. And I feel bad that, you know, gay guys have to deal with enough, but... Now they're just trying to meet for a, uh, uh, you know, meat, they go on Grinder. Meet they, for meat. <laughs> yeah, they go on Grinder. They talk to a guy for fifteen seconds. It's down to fuck. Let's meet and then don't turn into okay. Breakfast. We don't have to go too far down this hole because we neither of us know anything about it. But I'm still going to ask. Okay. Don't uh don't cannibals have a lot of willing victims too? Isn't that a thing? I maybe. I feel like that. I feel be like, like I've read about that. I I feel like that's a goose that can only lay so many golden eggs at some point you're gonna run <laughs> exactly out. <laughs> i only have the two arms to just be snipping off you know um yeah. we should probably you know i i know we talk about trying to use this podcast for good at times we should probably start an npo that oh, gets no. people who have body dysphoria yeah. connected with cannibals so that like, they can eat the parts that you don't want anymore yeah yeah like let's just say there's a 15 year old boy who wants to transition to a girl he wants to chop off his dick and turn well, it into a vagina okay. and this is very calloused uh take on body dysmorphia and trans uh, I'm, not, I, I, transitioning. Hey, I'm not i'm not judging either no, one this way i'm just saying let's, right. let's make totally let's, you know, you. let's make it work for both okay. you know i'm just saying like for instance i'm a um i'm an organ donor which is fine but if there were some scraps that they're like, okay, we took his eyes, we took it, you know, but they're like, yeah, this guy's liver is shot. Sure. You know, we can't give it to a, a, a teenager who has some type of cirrhosis or whatever, or yeah. cancer. Let's give it to a couple of cannibals that are just on a waiting list and they just meet on an island once a year. Naturally. You know, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see an issue with that. I don't see. I, I bet there's already some sort of thing like that. If you're one of the elites. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's, another, that's another way that's another way that, that classism is alive in america the other thing that one of the interesting things about the article was that there was another serial killer they caught in germany who, okay those guys are freaks man yeah the germans um but it was a there was two cannibals that met on a forum for cannibalism like a way to meet yeah. and then agreed to meet and then one of them ate the other one yeah it's like what i was talking about well, well, it's not a willing victim. I don't think he, you know, my point is, is like, okay, you're literally Sorry, talking about. Sorry, you hang out with it. cannibals, you're a willing victim, period. I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking of like a Reddit meetup where like, hey, we're all meeting at this coffee shop and maybe we'll maybe we'll make a friend. Like, no, 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 no. Half of you are <laughs> going to eat the other half, you know? Like, Probably one is going to eat everyone eventually. Like, if I it's was like, a cannibal, the last thing like I'd ever want to meet. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, just, they just get bigger with every, with every cycle. Yeah. Uh, I, just, like, uh, I just think if I was a cannibal, the last thing I'd want to meet is another cannibal. I don't. Yeah, no. Anyway. They should be lone wolves. Anyway, uh, touching back to our core, our t- core topic today. Uh, it disproportionately affects men, and it's something that uh, I'd like AOC to cover. You know, it doesn't disproportionately affect men. That's just not true. It disproportionately affects men. Men are <sighs> men are both victims of the mental illness that is cannibalism, and also victims of people who it's have not the mental, mental illness. illness it's just cannibalism. being hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, well, well, because I'm a foodie, I'm being... Uh, <laughs> uh, having exotic tastes is very normal these days. Right, but it's something... I, I think it's something society should look into, you know. I, I okay. know Bernie Sanders, AOC... I'll talking tell about society to look into disenfranchises, it. Disenfranchises, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about serial killers, there's plenty that just strangle hookers and throw them into rivers. I mean, what a waste yeah. of meat. That's true. If they teamed up, you mean maybe if every serial killer sponsored a cannibal? Yeah, I just you know to feed. Yeah, and that way you weren't. That way there's. Let's bring the Venn diagram together instead of having two completely different circles of victims. Right. If there was one set of victims, the serial killer does whatever weird little setup they want to do. You know, display <laughs> them with like horns and blah blah blah. Okay. And then after they're done, we take them down, and the cannibal gets it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I want a Sarah McLaughlin style ad where instead of like starving African children, it's just a starving bunch of cannibals. hungry uh, computer science majors who are also cannibals, probably. And they, uh, yes, just, they all are. I'm sure they're just, they're just sitting there thinking about eating feet, and uh, you know they're just they're just like, oh, I'm so hungry, I had to eat this hamburger today, but what I really want is thigh meat. All right, you know? we have to wrap this up soon, but here's my question to you: Okay, do you think? 
it's one of those things like never meet your heroes. Like it's let's say that you're you have cannibalistic tendencies. Okay. And obviously you don't just do it, right? Right. It's not like you just go to the store and get it. So right. you probably spend a long time fantasizing, building it up, working mm-hmm. towards this eventual goal of eating a human. J- just sit on your couch holding lengths of rope and practicing yeah. knots. Yeah. So you finally get there, you eat them. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's always a letdown, like meeting your heroes or whatever? <sighs> Could it possibly well, I don't know if it's be meeting your heroes, but you mean like it's a letdown, like uh, literally M E A T I N G your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just right, not worth stop, the hype. Stop making that joke. Yeah, I know. You've been, been laying on it thick. Uh, like I, that would be funny if someone went to all the effort of like killing a person and then like eating them, and it's overcooked. It's like, yeah. oh, or just not good. I mean, like I bet people isn't that great. Yeah, I mean, I think cannibalism is also something you really can't experiment with, and like you know, like we're, you know, like uh, there's a lot of meals where I'm like, hey, let's try something new tonight, and it doesn't really work out, you know. Like, yeah, no, you don't want to do that, that with you know? human meat. If I if I was having to troll a kitty park at night, you know, for weeks on end just for that, I'd, I'd feel pretty yeah. bummed, you know. I mean, you could probably follow a pork recipe pretty easily, right? For most human cuts. I would think I would so. Imagine. I would think yeah. so. I mean, we talked about cannibalism a lot. I'm we got to do this. Fantasizing about it a little bit. We, we're going to need to cut let's, somebody. Because um, I would. Okay, let's 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 for, we we got let's let's waste a little bit more time okay. and let's talk about a uh, what kind of meals would we cook with a person and b okay. how would we find and catch a person. I what feel this isn't fair it? because I watched the show Hannibal and that's all it's about. Oh, like how so, to like, cook people. Yeah, it has. They they put a lot of work into matching up human cuts with animal cuts and then showing them prepared like exquisitely. Oh, that it, is it's one of the main points of the show, oh. and it is really it'll. It's probably spawned plenty of cannibals. I'm gonna be honest. Make it kind of you like they make it look good. Making my mouth water because like I would I would think I do like a, I do like a um like a pork loin sous vide yeah. style, you know, Ooh, like a little yeah, bit of mustard yeah, yeah. and bacon and stuff like that. And then uh, a mushroom risotto. And I feel like, I feel like, I couldn't mean, go wrong. I guess I could use a back loin for that. Like a, yeah. I just feel like human backs, because we're upright, that our loins aren't as thick and tender. I think you want to use like a, um, maybe thigh meat. I mean, the dark meat. What do you think? That should be fine. I would eat that. Oh, oh, okay. I know exactly what I would do if, if I would ever. Hey, if I ever have to amputate something, right? Because you know my f- legs are all fucked up. We'll <laughs> okay. eat it. We'll eat it. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we'll sign. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that with you. I don't care. Get a YouTube channel. Some um, guy did that recently, where he had his leg amputated. And then he had an it. arm amputated for medical reasons, but he's like, "I'm making tacos." Literally, <laughs> I'm making tacos. I, his, that, fan, his friends ate it with him. I, I I'm willing to bet that if we took your leg and we topped it in the slow cooker with um, oh yeah you know, some liquid smoke and some some chicken stock that'd probably be pretty good a little bit of Hawaiian salt. Uh, the other thing I think and I, I know we talked about this last time is I think pork belly. Like Ooh, okay. uh, like yeah. uh, I I was at this restaurant uh, not to plug it because I'm sure they don't want this plug but it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, Avenue in downtown Orlando had a pork belly on potatoes like mashed potatoes Uh-oh. it was just okay. a little bit of mashed potatoes that was perfectly seasoned with a little bit of a braised pork belly on top Ooh. oh oh i think and i think it was like green eggs i think there was like an egg on it i don't know it's been a minute uh covid there's an egg on but, everything at those types of restaurants yeah yeah yeah, yeah. eggs are cheap but fancy uh but anyway but i thought i thought man that's fucking delicious if i if i took like i mean even looking at my belly you take a, take yeah. a slice of that bad boy throw it in the oven and yeah whoo why wouldn't you? Man, I'm getting hungry. Let's let's finish this up. And <laughs> okay. start. You can go cook yourself. Yeah. Um, so, wh- speaking of eating people, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> speaking of speaking of men, let's talk about yeah. the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of awesome stuff, um, uh, this is the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant Voiced. and I'm Cole Deluski. And this is a cannibal podcast that talks about the cannibalism and the Bible. Sometimes the Bible. What uh, episode are we on? Is this one? On, fuck. 113? Let's roll with that. Unlucky 113. Mm. Do they skip the 113th floor when they're building a really tall building or just the 13th? I think that allegedly they skip just the 13th floor. Okay. And it goes to 12, uh, then to 14. I don't know. It sounds like a stupid superstition, but. Yeah, it does. Really so we're on the 113th episode. We are starting a new book. Thank God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're in Ezra now. Um, quick background on Ezra. He was a priest slash scribe, which I guess was probably a double duty most scribes had. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, who the fuck else is going to be bored enough to learn how to write unless you're a fucking nerd-ass priest? Yeah, you know? I would think, what's the point? It's not like... Everyone else has a job to do. It's, it's not like, you know, I mean, this is... This is both bef- this is this is before the narrow realm where journalism was relevant. That's right. So, uh, so he's a scribe. He's a priest. He's writing all this well after the fact, as far as I can tell. But he's writing the story of the Jews leaving exile. Right. So at the end of Chronicles and the end of Kings, um, the Jews got taken into exile by Nebuchadnezzar the Second who would have been around in the 6 to 500-ish range B.C. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon takes them into his uh, slavery, basically. And we open up with Chapter 1 of Ezra with them returning um, under new leadership. So they're no longer uh, under the Babylonian yoke, but instead the Persians, specifically Cyrus. Uh, which I think is a name most people probably know, right? He's a uh, very famous Persian king of the Achaemenid Empire, father of Xerxes of nope. 300 fame. Negative. Whatever. Something like that. No, Cyrus was murdered by his... Darius was Xerxes' Darius. dad. Darius That's right. Xerxes. We're right. going to talk about Darius today. But anyway, uh, yeah, they're the same one. Who cares it's about cute. Persian lineage? Well, we got to... I mean... Because we're going to talk about... We talk about Darius... Already, yeah, this, so it's kind of yeah. weird. I mean, That's it is why a I've long, mixed it up. right? Yeah, because yeah. uh, Cyrus, then Darius, and then the Xerxes one and two. And there's someone else in between, Ataxerxes or something. But anyway, no, no, Ataxerxes is like the Greek interpretation of Xerxes. It, it, it's Xerxes. Oh, it's Darius, Xerxes, Xerxes the second. Um, okay, and but they call him Ataxerxes. It's just a, it's just an instance of uh, a mistranslation of the name. Perfect. Love those. We're starting to get to like the you know the Persian Grecan wars and stuff like that that are a lot more fun and I'm a little more aware of. Um, but anyway, um, my Bible's concordance says that Ezra, and this is kind of what I read in a couple other places, starting in Wikipedia and then kind of weaseling my way down to some of their sources. Sure, in those two, is that uh, Ezra is allegedly the last high priest of the Temple of Solomon before Babylonian captivity, and then. They that temple was destroyed and fact check me because that that's basically what I read is that fact check me Ezra was the last high priest of the Solomon's temple, okay. it was destroyed and then he is there for Joshua some different Joshua who becomes the next high priest of the new temple of Solomon which spoiler alert we're kind of going to be talking about first. Okay, yeah, that actually adds up. So I was looking because it actually Ezra writes himself into the story in chapter seven, so right. I was kind of looking ahead at that, which but means anyways. boy is old as fuck. Uh, yeah, but I, I think my Bible also says that Nehemiah may have co-wrote this, and that Nez- Nehemiah and Ezra were considered one text. There's a lot of other stuff we can get into, like um, Josephus references Ezra, Nehemiah, and then another book called Esder. Esda. Oh yeah, I, I, I saw that. Esdra is, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, some book that's not considered canon. But Josephus references it as if it was a religious text, but it's not considered part of the canon Bible. Uh, you know, whatever. Because uh, we pick and choose what we want to believe. That that folks. that bakes into kind of like what actually goes into making a Bible and creating structure yeah. that turns people. But uh, it, it's not particularly of any importance to, to us and our and our topic. Um, <clears throat> the last thing I kind of want to talk about is themes, and allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because I haven't read it yet. We're gonna we'll talk about it in the recap. Um, allegedly, Ezra and Nehemiah and some of the books that are coming up mark a distinct shift from the nation of Israel, who is heavily reliant on prophets and the literal word of God and a personal relationship with God to understand his will, uh-huh. and Judaism, which is following the Torah and uh-huh. having you know written texts that then you sort of worship around and then like reference. Catholicism kind yeah, of yeah but, like but kind much of much more dogmatic yeah, and the the, yeah. the break away from the idea of like hey God is speaking through this guy you know this is how we know what God wants he'll just fucking come down and tell us if he wants as opposed to eh we have the Torah we have these texts this is what we need to focus on and read it's weird how the closer we get to modern times and like verifiable information these 
insanely supernatural events just start declining very weird <laughs> well you know it's kind of a well i okay so prophets kind of come in two fight there's people who claim they're speaking for god and then there's the miracles that surround them you yeah. know and that's kind of their proof because it realistically speaking these prophets they have about as much credence as like kanye west and uh, yeah. <laughs> so Copeland and yeah. uh you know uh, any other people who claim to be speaking for god so I, if Kanye West just was starting to like travel the nation, uh, uh, curing blindness and bringing the dead back, it, it might cause some trouble. But until then, I don't give a fuck. I'm I not, think that would I'm, be awesome. I'm not. And I actually support that Kanye. <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's actually uh, get into it. Um, at if the you end insist. of Second Chronicles, the last verse is basically like, hey, in the first year of Cyrus, he tells, uh, you know, hey, we're free of the Jews, put you back. I'm sending you all back to Jerusalem to build a house in Judah. You know, and so keep that in mind. This is Cyrus's idea. Yes. I uh, mean, so they might have asked him, petitioned him, but he's very behind it. Part part of that is also baked into maybe why Chronicles even fucking exists because that exact verbiage at the end of Chronicles is exactly the verbiage in the beginning of Ezra. There that opens it. They, they yeah, same overlap. words. Fits together very smoothly. But like it, remember CDs in the nineties? Back when we listened to music, how we were supposed to? Okay. Yeah, yeah. When so, an album anyways. was considered a uh, complete thing as opposed to just a bunch of hits. Exactly. Um, okay, so here's what happens. Basically. Uh, once again, God comes down to fuck with us little people. And what does he do? He goes into Cyrus's heart like a surgeon and like changes the valves around so that he's nice to Jews. Basically. That's um I think we're starting to get to more interesting parts of the Bible cuz essentially yes, yeah, Cyrus takes over Babylon. That's the first couple of verses here. Yeah. And it's like, "Hey Jews, you're free, and what I want you to do is I want you to go home." And it's not – we're going to get to this. It's not the Jews. It's the Jews that were captured by Babylon, so the former inhabitants of Judah. We're going to yeah. touch on what happened to the inhabitants of the nation of Israel, quote-unquote. And maybe that's kind of the point is like my Bible described it in kind of a confusing way that this is what – that the Babylonian captivity separates the existence of Israel into the existence of Judaism. Which yeah. is interesting because we had the nation of Israel, which is destroyed, and we'll kind of see what happened to them. Now, Judaism and Judah and all their bullshit is kind of now considered the canon line, which exists of the house of Judah and the house of Benjamin, who were captured by the Babylonians. And now we're going back, and kind of according to the Bible and the text we're kind of getting into, they're basically the last surviving Jews. That okay. The other ten houses exist, kind of. But And we'll cover that a little bit later, but because they were captured by the Assyrians and merged in the way that the Assyrians merge people, yeah. that they've interbred so much with the um, you know the, the other people that Assyrian had conquered that they're not really pure they enough. They don't have to their be, identity anymore. Yeah, they're not allowed yeah. back into Judah. And we'll cover that in a minute. But basically, Cyrus is like, hey, you Jews, only really referencing Judah and Benjamin, go yep. back to Jerusalem and build a house for God. I really want you to have a temple. Yeah, he like gives them a nice edict, right? So they, they he has a they got a seal on this. They're allowed to do it. Cyrus himself decrees it, and of course they uh they start heading out. So the family heads of Judah and Benjamin, um, you get the priests, you get all these guys together that are important, basically, because it, it wasn't long since they left it left Israel. Um, Nebuchadnezzar's rule ended in five sixty two, right? Um, and it started in six oh five. So he had this little forty year window. Uh, right, and then Cyrus ruled from 600 to 530, so they overlapped slightly. This is there's not a lot of space basically where they could have gone into exile and then come out without it being within that one generation is what mm -hmm. I'm getting at. So we know that like they have memories of this of Jerusalem. They still have people that know how shit's done. They haven't. There hasn't been time for them to like be wiped completely out of their like uh, customs. Yeah, and if we get to the end of. Uh if we get to chapter four, maybe I can't remember exactly where it is. Um, we actually talk about elders who remember Israel proper. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so, th there's a specific line that's kind of cool in it, there. There may have been a few generations, but these are people who 
would have remembered going to Babylon and then coming back. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it might. Like youngsters. There would be youngsters from pre-exile are like the elders now, basically. Right. But if Ezra's still alive, who knows? I don't know. Well, let's get into it. We're, we're the, wasting a lot of time. The point is that they get sent back, basically undoing what Nebuchadnezzar had done. Uh, not only did they get sent back with all their people, they also have a bunch of gold and silver and all these, these uh, basically things from the temple that uh, that he also, Cyrus gives them. So that it's like, all right, that's what get you started, you know? Yeah, Cyrus smashes Babylon. And then a lot of the stuff that was taken from the temple by the Babylonians, Cyrus is then giving to the Jews and be like, hey, go build your temple back. Here you go. Um, yeah. It's interesting because, you know, kind of talking about maybe the significance of it, uh, the Bible obviously claims that it was God who was making Cyrus, you know, like, oh, you Jews, you're good guys, even though Cyrus definitely wasn't Semitic or uh-huh. believe in the one true God, quote unquote, he wasn't a true believer. Yeah. But because God was working through him, these Jews were like, okay, we'll pay taxes and, and build our nation and be totally loyal to you, bro. Thanks for the temple. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's better than almost every Israelite king that ever existed. So. <laughs> for, for sure, bro. Um, but, you know, like the idea like, oh, yeah, God worked through him. When actually Cyrus is mostly just understands the politics of creating stable serfdoms, you know. By, That's right. He it, was actually lauded for that, uh, especially even to this day, for being so progressive, letting people keep their culture, keep their identity. Um, there's something called the Cyrus Cylinder. Did you read about that? Uh, it's, it's like I'm, a script on this old pottery and it's considered by some it's disputed but it's considered by some to be basically like the first ever bill of rights um that kind of like gave humans i've heard of the cyrus cylinder i had no idea what it yeah that's what again disputable some people say that oh it's more run-of-the-mill and would have been common but a lot of other people say that it was pretty groundbreaking so kind of a good guy the south would have just abolished slavery on their own um (laughs) (laughs) if you just given them some time um Yeah, it, it's kind of like like imagine you see like a kid you're not even really related to. And you just see him getting his ass kicked by someone else, and you like yeah. beat him up and you pick him up and you dust him. I'm like, hey man, I'm that guy's such an asshole. Don't worry about that. Anyway, if I, I'm gonna put you back where you belong here, I'm, you pick up his books, you put his backpack, you hand it back to him. I'm like, okay, uh, if you could just pay me twenty cents a week for you know the rest of your life, yeah, a deal. You know, like it's it. It's not like Cyrus isn't getting something out of this by rebuilding Jerusalem. Oh, no, he's shrewd. Yeah, smart guy. And it's not like Israel or Judah is back to being its own independent nation. It's definitely just a state underneath Cyrus. So That's right. Okay, so that's basically the end of chapter one. It kind of just recounts, here's all the gold that they got to take back with them. Very cool. Uh, chapter two is the worst chapter in the Bible so far. It is a list of all the exiles who returned to Jerusalem. And we're not going to, um, there's probably something important to recounting how many people and how many houses and who all came, but we don't, we don't care. It lists the different kind of heads of families. It lists, uh, the heads of the priests, the Levites, the musicians, the gatekeepers and the temple servants. But then it's just a bunch of names under each of those categories. Um, one group I want to mention is the Nethanim. Uh, they're mentioned here. They're mentioned later. They become somewhat important, but they're just kind of tossed in here, and then they kind of get referenced later. Do you, have you, do you know anything no. about the Nethanim? Okay. So the Nethanim are slaves that belong to Solomon. Uh, okay. Uh, and they were like service people. A lot of them worked on the temple. So they yeah. kind of have a special class of slave, but they were kind of just a mixed race of Canaanites that were conquered and brought in as sort of slaves that sort of existed as like a, I don't know, I almost want to say like the mitochondria, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into like innocent okay. but you know, like the human cell, the mitochondria was a bacteria that was absorbed and then it kind of just kept working. And then as the, mito- as the, hu- as the cell evolved, the mitochondria just kind of kept with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I get too dirty on people. But so yeah. when Judah gets captured, all their slaves get captured with them. And then when they come back, their slaves are like, I guess we just keep going with these guys. You know? Yeah, like, they're nah, the you're, powerhouse. We have, a, the... you know, we have a special class of you guys. You guys are the Nethanim. Yeah, yeah. So extra good servants. Um, yeah, it keeps li- listing all this. And eventually it kind of sums it up. It says, all right, the whole company numbered 42,360 Besides, there are 7,337 slaves, male and female. They also had 200 singers, if you cared. I don't know why the fuck you care, you weirdo. 
and uh, a bunch of horses and mules and camels and donkeys. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting that how the fuck do these Jews still have slaves? You know, like you were thinking that like if I, I don't know, it'd be like if I, I got invaded, this actually, if I invaded I your- Poland and I'm just grabbing people from their homes and like their maids are I'm like, I'm not bringing your maid. Those maids are going somewhere else. I have the answer for you if you want to know. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're the emperor of all of Persia. You're okay. a big guy. You have slaves. That's great. Now, how much more prestigious would you feel if your slaves had slaves? <laughs> it's, it's a flex. Right? Yeah. Okay. Like, that's a rap lyric. My slaves got slaves. Maybe I shouldn't have made that <laughs> yeah. into a rap song. I'm just saying it's a it's a brag. Okay. It's a it's a flex. Huh? He's like, yeah, yeah. my slaves. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm specifically thinking of the, uh, there's a song by uh, Ti and uh, some young thug, and he says, "My girl got a girlfriend," because uh, that's just how many girlfriends he's got. Right. That they so, there's some kind of trickle down economics that goes. Yeah. With it. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that more later. Um, all right. So that is roughly the end of chapter two. It talks a little bit more about um, setting up. The, basically getting things ready to rebuild the temple. That's the idea. They want to make the house of God again. Um, they're sort of gathering all the resources, getting all the people together, doing a head count. And then we roll into chapter three, which is titled rebuilding the altar. So basically some time goes by once they're back in Jerusalem, God gives them a little bit of time to like get their shit together. And then uh, seven months pass and it's like, all right, it's time to get the show rolling again. So they, uh, like you said, Joshua is one of the main characters here. Obviously, a new Joshua. Joshua is one of the main characters. Yeah, he he's going to be the, the kind of the head priest, I guess. Uh, yeah. One of the things I want to talk about is Zerubel. Uh, Zerubel is the governor that was put in charge of the Jews by Cyrus. Uh, my Bible tries to make this make sense, right? Zerubel was the adopted son of one of the uncles of the king of Judah. Okay. So in their mind, like, yeah, technically he was an adopted son, but because he's adopted by the line of David, this is the continuation of the line of David, as was promised. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think adopted kids are real kids. That's true. I agree. You know, so I'm not quite sure how the Bible's going to, like, square that. That Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Jerusalem's still in the hand of David's. I mean, he, he found a kid in the McDonald's parking lot. He made him his own. That, yeah, that's the line. Continued. Fair enough. I mean, that's how I think that works. Okay. Kings, kings have always done that. What, adopted children? And then just yeah. like, yeah, you get the fucking kingdom. No, what is, there's that one country where the kings would adopt people. Just so, so that they could make them like the heir. There's yeah. some place that does that. Anyways, I don't know about that. It, okay, seems well, like they have to defeat the purpose. You know, the whole no, point is I want op- my jizz to rule the country. You know, you don't really though, because you look at your little sick inbred kids, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and then you see like Prince Charming over there, just you know, running his cattle farm, and you're like, hey, buddy, I think I'm gonna need to adopt you so you can be the next king. It makes sense. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it, makes, it makes way more sense than I think genetics. there's going to be a lot of kings molesting princes is what you're going to find. Likely. Okay, so yeah, they're rebuilding that altar. They're going to do a what? A festival of tabernacles? Yeah. We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah. There's um, so, so kind of chapter three is basically like, hey, Israel is back. Not Israel. I keep saying Israel, but, but sure. Judah is we back. Know what you mean. The Jews are back. We know who I'm talking about. Uh, and the first thing they're going to do is they're going to start worshiping again. They're going to get the altar set up. You know, like, hey, that 70 years of slavery sucked. And it was punishment because we were wicked. So now we're allowed back in the house. It's like when you get kicked out for cheating on your wife, you know? Yeah, sure. And you're living in a hotel for three, four months just begging to come back. Easy. And then finally yeah. you do, and you're, like, on your best behavior. You're doing the dishes. You're like, you want a foot massage? You know, you're just waiting for your chance. Uh, you're waiting sure. for her to lower her guard. But for so right now. So you get back on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. Uh, but for right now, you know, they're, they're, they're being good boys. Uh, something interesting that's kind of my Bible brings up, my concordance brings up, but I don't really read it in the text and I yeah. don't understand it, but basically that the first thing they do is they set up the altar and they start the sacrifices. But okay. the altar is part of a whole, the tabernacle or the temple. 
You're not really supposed to like set up shop and just start uh, sacrificing until you've built the tabernacle or the temple. It's not really. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like if you met a guy and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm developing the covid vaccine. And he's like, you want to see? And you're like, yeah. And he just takes you to his kitchen where he's just got like instruments. <laughs> he's just, he's just like, got, should you have a lab? Or he's, he's just got old milk cartons that he's boiling liquids in. You're like, that's not right. Um yeah, you know, it's like it's like you ladies. The laboratory. It's like ladies. If you bring a man home and you're just banging him and you're cohabitating and you're paying half the bills, but you ain't got no ring on your finger, you know, you, you, you're getting the steps out of order. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or he cannibalizes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said okay. ladies, not hookers. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, okay. So yeah. They start rebuilding the temple now because they need a temple to go on top of the altar. Um, th- so they pay masons and carpenters probably from this empire, right? There's there's probably some skilled dudes from wherever. And uh, they basically make a deal with uh, Tyre and Sidon. They send them food and drink and olive oil. And in return, they get logs floated down the sea from uh, Lebanon. And so they're basically they're kind of setting up the same way that actually that Solomon did when he built the temple. I think I thought Solomon paid with like a fuck ton of gold. I don't remember it was yeah, necessarily but I'm saying a barter system. Yeah. They got a deal. Well, going, that, I know. think that comes into play later with the end of three and kind of talks about sort of the ultimate what three is about. Chapter yeah. three uh, yeah, yeah. is that essentially they they're like let's build the fucking temple, let's get it going. They build the altar first, which they're really not supposed to do. And there's a no. little bit of fear to it that my Bible brings up because. Just worshiping at the altar, 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 um, is incorrect, and you could potentially incur God's wrath. Um, Awesome. So there is a little bit of fear in their hearts when they're like, okay, let's start slaughtering cows on this fucking thing. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, they're like, no, 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 we got it. We got to show God we care. And in this yeah. instance, unlike the other instances where it's been done, God's cool with it this time. You know, he's like, yeah, I'll give you a pass. I don't care about, you know me. I don't really care too much about procedural formalities. You know me. I'm a loosey-goosey yeah. God. Um, this is kind of like if you and your buddies hand-built um, an F-16 and are about to take it off from an aircraft carrier. And you're like... This could go horribly wrong. I feel like it's like I feel like it's like I went drinking all day long in Mexico, yeah. you know, and I'm like, okay. I gotta get back to Mexico, you know. I gotta get back to the US. And I don't really yeah. wanna walk all the way back to customs and checkpoints. I'm like, I, I see the Rio Grande, I see Texas, I'm just gonna swim. <laughs> I mean, okay. I belong there. They know what I'm fucking about, and there's just there's just you know They're not gonna shoot me. There's just a bunch of MAGA guys on the towers with their rifles, like I don't know. I don't think he's doing that right. Um, anyway, the, the point is, is that they kind of scrounge together the money to pay for some more shit from Sidon and Tyre again to start yeah. building the foundation of the temple. That's right. Um, they also start making a hierarchy of like construction teams, right? Anyone that's older than uh, 20 years uh, is put in charge of, sorry, any Levites that are over the 20 years old are put in charge of like supervising. So you kind of got like, you got to have that, right? You got to have everybody uh, where they're supposed to be. Um, otherwise, you're going to have all kinds of OSHA complaints. Yeah. Um, let's see. So they've, they build the foundation first, obviously. And once it's laid, the priests put on all their fancy clothes and the trumpets. It's like, hey, we got to, this is the start of it. You know, right. the foundation is here. They get dusted up, play the trumpets, sing some praises in Thanksgiving. Uh, it looks like just one line. He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. Actually, Israel doesn't exist anymore, but I'll yeah, let you're right. This you got go. it. Um, um, funny. The, the the key thing is that they lay the foundation. They've got a, a ragtag group of Levites that are kind of like, yeah, let's build the temple. Let's get up and running. They lay the foundation, and they are praising God that, hey, we built the foundation. But the old wise men who remember the old temple start to cry. Yeah. But they are drowned out by the new people, the youngs, who are yelling louder in praise. Yes, that's right. And uh, basically— it's, a, it's obviously a metaphor for the Beatles and One Direction. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read the verse. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of the father's houses, old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy 
from the noise of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard afar off. Um, I think this okay. is probably one of the more important verses of this chapter. I disagree. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's 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 hash it out right now. Um, I I think the point is is that Israel is literally a shadow of its former self. You know, really yeah. all that really exists is kind of just the nation of Judah and north where Samaria is, where Israel was, the old Israel, the old kingdom of Israel, is still kind of just, just loose town. Like it's not really directly connected to the nation of Judah or whatever or, or God. Sure. So whereas Solomon, who built the first temple, was a mighty king who expanded their borders as far as they ever would and then just had all this extra scratch to just buy new temple and had the— Slaves. Yeah, yeah, buy slaves to make it happen. And then had uh, Hanan of Tyre, I think was his name, um, the world's greatest craftsman who was blessed by God to build every single facet of the temple. That's how the yeah. first temple was built, with Israel at its peak. Now Israel is essentially a uh, discarded condom, and yeah. they're just trying to. They, they just grabbed a bunch a good of, brand, though. Yeah, sure. sure. God's choice. God's but, choice condoms. But now they're just like, okay, <laughs> let's get the temple back up and running. And they don't even have like dedicated craftsmen. They just have some dudes, and they have to barter food for the the wood. And they're just kind of like building the temple back up. Okay, and Solomon also sent olive oil. That's not weird. Sure, I remember that. But you know, but, the point is, is that. It's shit compared to what they were before. And, okay, and here's why I disagree. And people are really remarking how different they are from where they used to be. Here's why I disagree. Now, I think that these guys are crying um, happy tears. <laughs> okay. Well, it's coming back. The temples, they probably never thought that would happen. These are the guys that went into exile. I mean, this is a huge W for them, I think. And let's talk about this. Sure, when Solomon built it the first time, it was this glorious thing. But that was like a thousand fucking years ago. These guys don't know about that. Uh, All they saw was the decline. They lived in the worst part of Israel when it was getting ram fucked from eight different directions. The entire their entire lives at best. Because Nebuchadnezzar, it took him two different campaigns to take down Israel ten years apart. So that guaranteed, when they were there, Israel was a fucking shithole that was constantly getting destroyed. There was probably famine going on because they they were under siege. Like. Now they're fucking happy. They got an edict. They're allowed to do it. They're building. They're fucking cooking with gas. It's not quite Solomon. But then again, I don't think they would know that. I think this is all good. Uh, I guess you could take that interpretation of it. I I, I think it is. Well, I already explained what I think. I, sure. I guess you could read it that way because it literally is. And the old men wept, yet other people shouted for joy. So it could say that they were both joyful. It's like some it, people different- wept in joy and some people... But yeah, different ways of expressing it. I don't know why they would then phrase it that people couldn't hear the difference. It sounds like a couple of people were weeping, but no one was really aware of it because the people shouting for joy are so happy. You know? See, I read it as the guys who really appreciate it, right, that are really grooving to the tunes, the old hip-hop heads that okay. like actually like this group. Uh-huh. They're they're appreciating it respectfully, and then all these fucking new ass punks with the rave music dancing. Around, like I just see it as more of a uh, like we're not even going to give respect to these guys who are seeing who remember its downfall and have been through all of this. And I don't know, they're getting drowned maybe out. Maybe it's like their- maybe it's like when they first introduced the the polio vaccine. You know, and yeah, these little sugar cubes with the vaccine. Yeah, instead in it. of a instead you know? of a fucking needle the size of yeah yeah your fist. And, and all these and all these like mothers are like oh my god I, I remembered polio growing up and it's such a horrid horrid disease and i can't believe my children will be free of it and there's a bunch of kids like sugar <laughs> yeah the kids are just all doing the nay nay yeah all right yeah <laughs> okay so that is uh chapter three nice yeah. little ending them them having the foundation built now obviously oh, wait, as we know i do know why i fucking thought that because my concordance says it yeah, your concordance sucks dicks in hell, though. This was a time of greatest joy and deepest grief. On the one hand, the people experienced the delight of hope as the foundation was laid for the temple. But older men, perhaps comparing this work with Solomon's temple, wept with a loud voice. Yeah, see, your concordance sucks dick. Oh, okay. uh, fair enough. Fake news. That's what I think. I still think with my my idea is better. And I, I these are Christians you're talking stupid. about that wrote that. 
What the fuck do they know? That is true. I mean, Stay if, in if your Christians, lane, Jesus freaks. If Christians had any way of discerning uh, fact from fiction, they wouldn't still be out there uh, politicking, politicking for Trump and having rallies for you're making my points for me. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> so that's the end of chapter three. He uh, won. He won by a landslide, guys. I know. Trust me. Hey. Uh, what's wait? I forgot. I already forgot what we're supposed to say. Um, what is happening? Can what is happening cannot be stopped or whatever. Anyways, uh, nothing okay. can stop what is happening. Tr- trust. Nothing this, can yeah, stop nothing what can stop is coming. coming. Nothing can what stop is coming. coming. Nothing can stop what is coming. There we go. I got to remember to make it more sexual. Okay, so. Obviously, as we know, this Bible is a uh, a tale of ups and downs. And now that we have a slight up, it's time to reverse that with chapter four. Uh, okay, so they're building, they're happy, they're celebrating, they got their foundation, they got the edict from Cyrus himself to do this. Obviously, there's going to be some jealous people who who haven't forgotten how awful the Jews have been to their neighbors. See, here, here's what I think is interesting. So let, let, let's let's read the exact verse. Now, when the sure. adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the descendants of the captivity were building the temple of the Lord God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and the heads of the father's houses, and said to them, let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do. We have sacrificed to him since the days of Asaradon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. So what I think and what my Bible's concordance thinks is that these are not the conquered people. These are the Israel, the Israelites. Uh. These are the people who were captured from Assyria. Remember how we talked about how like all of Israel was captured by Assyria, but Judah was captured by Babylon. Yeah, but the people that, if they were brought here by Assyria, that that means that they're the people sent in to replace no, no, because the Jews were left there. Some of them were pulled out, and then they brought in the, the, the Syrians. But there were some Jews left. And basically they're saying, yeah, we're the Jews that were left in Israel from the kingdom of Israel. We were mixed in. Assyria mashed us together with the rest of them. We became the Samaritans. Um, but whenever, remember the story. But we've been sacrificing for God he, since Assyria. He swapped people, and the lions were eating everyone. And they had to send a prophet, an Israelite prophet, from wherever they had resettled the Israelites. They had to send him. It wasn't or a, a priest. full. It wasn't a full resettling, and that's what my Bible state is that these are the Jews that were left over. In once Israel. again, your Bible is wrong. <laughs> well, it makes sense. He's saying like, "Hey, we've been sacrificing for God since the King of Assyria. We are the since remnants. the King of Assyria put us here. Not before then, because we're not Israelites." Uh, and, and let's get what Zerubbabel says. You know, you. May do nothing, sorry, uh, yeah. You may do nothing with us to build the house for our God, but we alone will build the Lord, uh, build to the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Um, I think, and my interpretation and what I've read is that basically they're like, no, 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 you guys are no longer pure. And it's going to yeah. kind of mention it later. You have interbred with the Samaritans. You're no longer good Jews. You're not clean enough Jews. Not for my sure. daughter. And yeah. we're the only real house. There's still that Judah Israel. One drop of split. Canaanite rule. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So uh you're looking like you got a little Italian in you. Sorry, you can't work here. Hmm. Okay. That's the safe one to, to get after. Okay, so <laughs> Um Yeah, so that's their 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 pitch is basically, hey, let us help. Cole and I disagree on who these people are, whatever. And uh, and Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, whatever the fuck, and Joshua and all the families say, no, you can't. You're not like us. You're not one of us. Um, so, of course, at this point, these uh, shunned peoples, whoever they may be, non-Judeans, non-Benjamites, we know that much. Yeah, who seek uh, the same God as you do. Strangely. Uh, they go about basically just trying to fuck shit up. Uh, they're bribing officials to work against them. They're doing everything. Just hijinks. Picture hijinks right. to frustrate the plans. Um, and then eventually, uh, so, th- so it says they do this through the reign of Cyrus all the way until Darius is king of Persia um, with Xerxes in the middle. So it's a long time frame. Yeah. So because these guys ruled for a while, each of them did. And four culminates with them now writing a letter to Xerxes the first. Yes. 
And basically, they're like, hey, the, these adversaries are writing to Xerxes the first, saying, hey, just so you're aware, there's a bunch of Jews in Jerusalem rebuilding the city. And I don't know if you know the history of Jerusalem, but those guys are cunts. They fucking love to rebel. They love to fight. They hide behind their wall. It is a mighty city. And once they get situated, they're going to tell you to fuck off, and they're going to stop paying their taxes, and they're going to stop giving two shits about you. So you're going to want to stop them now. I get a very specific vibe from this um, metaphor time. Okay. This is totally, I'm in my cubicle. Okay. John comes over and he's like, hey, Abraham, I want to, uh, can I use your, your I see Abraham you're Abraham in this it. analogy? Yeah. Well, I wanted a sweet Jewish name. Okay. So he's like, hey, I saw you were installing a Keurig machine. Can I have, I brought, I have a K-cup. Can I use your Keurig machine to get some coffee? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, fuck off. You're going to. You know, I got to refill the water. These things thing, cost blah, blah. money. Yeah, I'm not going to just let you. So what does he do? He goes snitches. He says, hey, listen, I don't know if you know. I know that like the last boss was cool with him installing a K-cup machine, but it's going to draw a lot of power. He's going to spill things. It's going to be hot. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> and so sure enough, the boss listens to this little fucking rat bitch yeah. and says, all right. And, and sure enough, what Xerxes says when he gets this letter complaining about them is like, wow, yeah, what the fuck? You can't do that. Yeah, you know? I, I looked through your employment history, and yeah, you guys are <laughs> You burned shit. down three buildings <laughs> <laughs> with, a K-cup, with this same K-cup machine that somehow is still alive. <laughs> How did you do it? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a so, – so basically they complain. Xerxes the first is like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I, I looked through your employment record. I seen your write-ups. You don't get to have this. I'm going to stop you. Yeah. And this is uh, this is telling of his reign compared to Cyrus, right? Cyrus, the benevolent. Cyrus, the, the give them a little bit of slack and they'll be happy type guy. Xerxes is not about that. It's kind of interesting because if I'm not mistaken, that kind of follows Solomon's son. Is that like when Solomon's son took over, and I forget his fucking name, Ahamaya. Something stupid. Something stupid. Um <laughs> uh, when Solomon took over, there was that like, hey, man, can you like cut these northerners some slack? And he was like, fuck you guys. You want oh, yeah, harder. His little brother, his little buddies. And they rebelled. To. And now they're like, hey, watch out for, you know, Cyrus was like, yeah, Jerusalem, build your city. It'll be great. That's fine. Just just hang tight. Cool kids. Yeah. And then now his like Xerxes, who's not related to him, but Xerxes the first is like, you fucking little shits. How dare you? Yeah. Very rude. Very rude. So he's going to rein him in. That's uh. The end of chapter four. That's where we'll end today. Um, the the work gets stopped. Basically, is yeah. is the story here. So now they've got the foundation, but that's it. Not a good look. Just having a foundation. That's everyone's going to ask questions. It's embarrassing. Like <laughs> traders come through. They're like, "Oh, what is that? What you, get, you guys building something?" They're like, "Well, you were." <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a bunch of uh, fucking guys looting their work site. Like, oh, yeah, keep stealing our logs. Um, it definitely sucks. It's kind of a, yeah, it, again, kind of touching back to my interpretation three. You know, Solomon didn't ask no fucking permission to build the temple. These That's guys right. can't even get their fucking permits through uh, city ca- uh, council. I don't Embarrassing. know. I don't know. I don't know about these new Jews. And if you want to find out what happens next, you're going to have to come back to the podcast next week because oh. I think that's where we're going to call it. Getting sexy here at the end. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we'll call it for the for the day. We'll we'll, we'll start. I, I think that's a good good arc. Is that yeah. Cyrus sends them back? Hey guys, build the temple. And as per usual, they've got all the best intentions allegedly, but not everything is paradise in uh, you know the Garden of Eden or whatever the fuck. And now they've been stopped. You know, the mafia's right, coming. Up. The mafia's coming. Shut them down. Hey, you ain't got no union workers. And then they're. <laughs> Unions are good, though. Here's the question. Mm. What do you think... Sorry, better question. Mm. Is Xerxes right? I don't trust these Jews. No, of course not. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting, and, I, and I, I don't know what the exact Hebrew is, but it's interesting that they called them the adversaries of Benjamin and Judah, because if I'm not yeah. mistaken, in Chronicles, when they claimed they called Satan the adversary of Israel... Yeah. So I wonder if they're kind of subtly trying to make the claim that these guys are agents of Satan or something or whatever the fuck. I uh, thought that was about Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean ultimately, but um, uh, and <laughs> the, the uh, final boss and his other half George Soros, but um, <laughs> and Michael Obama, his wife. 
<laughs> okay, anyways. Um. <laughs> you spent a lot of time on 8chan. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's sort of like this idea of, of the adversaries going against them. I think it's even funnier that um, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, again, a racial classism, you know, that the uh, Jews who were kind of like left in captivity, to, to me, it's like, to me, it's like you come from a family of rich people, right? Sure. And you've got your main line. And then uh, two, you know, a generation above you, your aunt ran off with a good for nothing and then has yeah. a kid who's technically your cousin. but and, and she's like, hey, can I come to Thanksgiving? And you're like, no. Rude. No, we don't like your kind around here. Tell your whore aunt to go back to hell where she belongs. And you're like, oh. I mean, it's not exactly a particularly moral take that yeah. the Jews that were left in Israel through again God's punishment you know like maybe the Jews I again I'm not convinced I'm I I they they claim that they're worshiping the true God we can talk they to could more. have let's mentioned do, it they could have mentioned that they were from the same family that just saying well they said would have been we would have cleared things up and we have sacrificed to him since the days of Iscaradon king of Assyria who brought us here yeah because they um, I guess technically it could be the fact that people were brought into Samaria yeah. by, uh, and then they, they brought in a priest to teach them how to do local god customs because uh, of the mountain lions. I guess you're right. It could be kind of. It could mean that they were but outsiders see, who were I'm brought not, in. I'm not going to dab on you with this Judaism, one. But I'm not going to make fun of you because your concordance led you astray. That was your mistake. And <laughs> so you trust these filthy fucking Christians. I mean, these Israelites and Jews might have some uh, moral issues that we take sure. have a problem with. But Christians, Jesus Christ, don't even, don't even get me started. These guys are way more trustworthy than Christians. So the point is that you got this whole thing set up. I don't know if it is the right call, though. I mean, there's a reason that Cyrus did so good. Is it stupid to, to micromanage these people? I think it is. I think they're pretty much docile now. They're appreciative. How long would it – I mean, do you really think they're going to be trying to throw off the yoke of, of – of Persian reign, if as long as they're getting treated well, I guess anything's possible. I mean, I guess. I mean, the final kings of Israel, or sorry, Judah, yeah. had that option. Babylon was like, "Hey, we're gonna just tax you. You're fine, though. Stay there." And every single time that Babylon had to go kick their ass was because the king of Israel was like, "I'm not paying taxes no more. Fuck you." So they are referencing true events. I mean, it, it, yeah. Jerusalem likes to not pay their taxes. They're 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 true Christians, or two <laughs> two followers of God. They like to dodge taxes any way they can. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's fair. It just it feels like the thing Cyrus set up was working. Like maybe they should have let the experiment go a little further. I don't know. Well, I mean, again, that's why I'm not king. Cyrus huh? is dead. His kids are dead. Darius is true. in charge. It's, it's a different line. Well, Xerxes, but yeah. Because well, yeah. Darius is a good boy again. Darius was okay, sure. Xerxes Friendly is the enough. son of Darius. I mean, yeah, Xerxes and Xerxes the second kind of represent a decline in the Achaemenid Persian Empire. Uh, you know, Cyrus was a conqueror. Darius was a empire expanding genius. Xerxes yeah. and Xerxes the second were kind of punks. Um, yeah, and maybe just like that me. Here. I identify with them. I like it when there's people in the Bible that I identify with. <laughs> yeah, like I like that snooty, just Karen. Like, like yeah, excuse squandered, me, squandered, squandered everything my parents gave me. Yeah, excuse you know? me. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Karen. Yeah. Um, what else do we got? Yeah. Well, hey, I'm glad to be in a new book. I'm glad that new shit is happening. We're not reading the same story anymore, right? That's exciting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hope the audience appreciates what we've done for them going through all that shit. I appreciate Ugh. it. I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate me. I appreciate you too. Look at us. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> yeah, what's happy our Thanksgiving. Uh, What's our Twitter handle? If you don't already follow us on Twitter at BiblePimps, and you can send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail dot com. It is Thanksgiving, huh? This week. Yeah, it's coming up. We did a uh, fuck. We did, I always forget. We did friends giving a little while ago you know oh uh, just i'm not part of any super spreader events but that's yeah cool i know, that you I, know. Did that. I just wanted to get enough covid <laughs> to kill my parents um, yeah 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 which if that happens because it's <laughs> it's possible uh <laughs> this will be a fucking great um 
Uh, you need to make sure you get back in their good graces before they write the final will. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you even doing a Thanksgiving? I mean, it's COVID now, and I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. And this is one thing that's confusing, is yeah. that I don't understand. I never really understood the Republican strategy on COVID. Because even now, it seems that... On the one hand, they're like, oh, small government. Tell the federal government to stay where it belongs. They're like, let the state governments handle it. And the state governments yeah. are like, okay, this state is going to have mandatory lockdown. This state isn't. Michigan does. Minnesota does. You know, yeah. uh, Ohio says, fuck it. We like Basically it. undoing the whole point. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's just have different microcosm states that don't give a shit or, or won't follow it. Here in Florida, we are having a – they opened up the bars. And we're probably going to lock down again because it's just like the bars are slammed. And yeah, people just cough on each people other. People have no fucking willpower. Yeah, drink a bottle of vodka in your dark bedroom. <laughs> yeah, duh. Like, do what we What's do. What's wrong with you? Uh, but the, uh, the idea that it's like both—they're like, oh, you know what the Democrats are going to do to us? And and I saw something from like the Trump administration where they were just like, come on, guys. I mean, this might be some people's last Thanksgiving, and poor Grandma's going to be all alone. Go see her. And I was like, what is your fucking? <laughs> Let's make sure it's her last. Like, it's one. not enough that you got to say, hey. COVID's a hoax and max masks are gay and that <laughs> and that if you're in that if you um uh use hand sanitizer you're a pussy you want me you want me to see my grandma I can't just Skype her I got to do it Yeah yeah uh here in Texas they're uh, they've done such a shitty job that the governor just had to activate the national guard just to help run freezer trucks that they're using as morgues in El Paso <laughs> oh, um yeah. Nice. Which, you know, you say morgue, I say cannibal's paradise. Right. It is kind of funny that I remember uh, <laughs> talking about a fucking meat market. Uh, it's kind of funny that under Obama, there was that uh, Operation Jade Helm. Do you remember that? Where like, yeah, awesome. the army was doing just some very generic fucking exercises. And it really, really an example of things to come. The army was doing generic fucking exercises. And Alex Jones had everyone uh, riled up that they were planning on uh, instituting martial law, wiping out all the conservatives, and creating and turning Walmarts into FEMA camps to execute and process dissenters. It was this whole fucking mania thing. But now we actually have trucks full of corpses moving around the country. And they're like, this is fine. Trump's in charge. Would he be golfing if things weren't under control? <laughs> I mean that is a good point. Yeah, but uh, so it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a grand good time. Uh, and uh, you know what? I gotta, I, I gotta trust the government on this. I don't think Trump's ever been wrong. Go see your grandma. Give, yeah, give, see her. give her a big old <laughs> kiss from me. <laughs> Plenty of tongue. <laughs>